and welcome to episode six of Box Seats with uh, myself, your championship host, and uh, your runner-up host, uh, Sid Conker. What's going on, man? I don't know what runner-up means. The Oh, are we talking about the Bears position in the NFC North? Yes, exa- exactly, exactly. Um, Cut on. Only thing, uh, only thing bigger than my Bears fandom are the size of the Cougars you stumble upon on, on U- in Utah trails, apparently. <laughs> almost, almost. Do you think the – well, wait, is it, aren't, aren't Cougars and Panthers uh, – I heard it – I heard that like Pumas, Cougars, and uh, Mountain Lions are all basically the same thing. Is that true? Have you heard that too? Mm, Robbie Anderson would not be able to tell us. That's for sure. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think it really matters. I don't think it does either. Poor really, thing. but uh, but it's true. Uh, Sid, I'm I'm serious though. How, how long do you, do you give yourself to either outrun a cougar or to fight it? And which one would you choose? I think you got to just get big on the Cougar, right? I've watched a lot of Richard Dent highlights. I think I would do pretty good <laughs> at getting big. I think I give myself I give myself a pretty good shot. I honestly think I would be favored against the Cougar, um, oh, really? depending on the setting mm-hmm. um, and how motivated the Cougar is, how hungry is the Cougar. And it's more about um, like protecting the Cubs it. though than it is about attacking you. It's more of a defensive thing, yeah, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is, this is like the Thomas me, Davis be... of Cougars, you know, or Panthers. Right, too, right. Yeah, that's fair. He's a hard hitter. Um, <laughs> I think you got if you catch me on offense though, mm-hmm. um, like I don't know. Then you got Thomas Davis. You know, if you catch me on offense and I'm Randy Mossing mm-hmm. 2007, Thomas Davis is not keeping up. Um, so, or Sean Alexander in 2007. Something okay, like all right, all right. Leave, leave, leave Sean Alexander out of this. He's, he's, he's a good man. Let him have his, like, three um, or four good years. <laughs> cover of Madden. That's true. The Madden curse actually did fuck, over, fuck him over pretty badly. Like it happened almost overnight. And it was like the one of the best Madden fran- Madden games there was in the franchise. And then, poof, he's gone. I remember after he gets the, after he gets like the thirty-seven touchdown. Or what was the ridiculous stat? I forget what the, the exact number. Um, he was damn near. He was in the MVP conversation. Um, and then LT breaks his record like two years later. <laughs> yeah, that LT year was insane. Twenty-six tutties, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was way overdoing it. I think you're right. Um, but anyways, off, 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 the, off the Cougar talk and Sean Alexander talk. Uh, today, today, we'll be running through... Oh, sorry, I'm already mumbling, as I've already had uh, a couple glasses of champagne. Uh, we'll run through the Lakers title real quick. You know, just kind of, you know, kind of overarching thoughts on you know, season quickly, the finals matchup. Um, and then move on to our first... Ever, Sid. This is this is a pretty big deal for us. We're actually changing paths. Instead of doing a recap, instead of looking in the past, we're looking in the future today, Sid. We're actually going to preview and make some predictions on the NFL Week 6 slate. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, very big on that. I think I'm always, by the time we do this pod, I'm always overreacting to what I just saw that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be good. This will be, yeah, uh, exactly. you know, put, put, some, uh, put something on the line. See uh, if our what we think is going to happen this weekend actually comes out to be the case, 
And by the time we record, I'll probably forget what I said anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. However, though, I'm that. holding myself to a standard of actually betting these games that I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm talking at least like three or four units on each, on each game. This is, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. this is, if we're going to call it locks, we got to put ourselves in a tough position here to make it a lock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't just have no yeah, skin yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're just going to be, th- yeah, for listeners out there, we're just going to be giving three picks, uh, three locks of the week. Feel free to bet along with us, or uh, if you're actually a smart better, you'd fade us for every single pick, and you'd probably turn out well. Um, so keep that in mind. But first of all, um, I need to say that the Los Angeles Lakers uh, fucking did it for Kobe. Oh, we're going to talk all... That's old news, and I think we should move on. <laughs> no, no, no. We have to... I'm, uh, Every podcast in the world wants to just pass over this Lakers win because everyone, no one wants LeBron win the title. No one wants AD to succeed. Everyone has just been rooting against this whole narrative for the last, like, you know, it's been a year and a half in the making, pretty much. I mean, AD was almost a Laker <laughs> halfway through LeBron's first season with the Lakers, but that fell through. Probably because Kuzma, I mean, really, that, which doesn't really matter. Don't care. But he got a ring, so good for him. Um,. Yeah, man. I I feel like yeah, no one wants to talk about this. Is, why, why does no one? Why does no one care? They, I don't understand that. Like, this is like the record low uh, like popularity and interest in a finals matchup. I mean, um, can you well, explain that? Besides the injuries, the, XF, the XFL is. I mean, the NFL is on. So that well, the XFL is on. No one, no one would watch either of the leagues. So I mean, that's gives me more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> But, yeah, man, the NFL being on is a big fucking deal. The window, and I mean, you can't even have a parade. I would say people uh, may even be less inclined. I think you'd be getting less attention if maybe LeBron didn't win it, if the star part of LeBron and AD didn't happen. Well, yeah, I think it's got to be just like a overpowered matchup kind of situation, you know? I mean, for example, I mean, I mean last year the – I mean, there's difference with injuries because, I mean, the the, the Raptors were actually the underdog. And, I mean, I think if it was the opposite way around, like, let's say AD's heel contusion actually ended up being worse, then I think you get a lot more interest in, in the NBA, even if they are fighting against the NFL most days, considering the NFL plays every single day of the week now. Um, but, yeah, I think it was we really just that. everyone just thought Lakers were going to sweep them. And then even if the, the even if Jimmy Butler did carry them to two wins, it didn't matter. Like, no one no one's opinion really swayed to thinking that he would win this. You were scared for a little bit, though. Oh, I was. After game five, I actually didn't watch the highlights afterwards, which I usually do just to, you know, kind of fresh my memory uh, of the game. But this time I, didn't, I couldn't even do it. Going into game six, I actually bet a significant amount of money on the Heat to cover which I've been trying to do all series long, but I've uh, been too forgetful, too lazy, whatever you want to call it, uh, to actually make the pick mm-hmm. itself. But uh, yeah, of course, the one. But uh, it's perfect. I, I would happily pay several units for the Heat to win cha- for the Lakers to win championship. So, good investment in my hands. Yeah, I mean, you've been a Lakers fan for uh, I mean, two whole years now, man. Couple, it's, it's been so weeks, stressful. So two been, years of just waiting, having no rings. I mean. I realize I haven't celebrated a championship since 2016. I mean, that's like ridiculous by my standards. I mean, being a Cardinals fan, a Hawks fan, is just, uh, I don't do myself, man. Uh, I've been in a deep, deep depression ever since uh, 2016. It's been, it's been tough, man. There's been like at least like four other guys, analysts have called the best player in the league besides LeBron. 
And uh, all those guys eat crow. Or eat shit, actually. I actually prefer to eat shit. Some of them have won championships since 2016, so we got to give them that. Yeah, true. But uh, I, I will say this, though. I, I think it's actually ridiculous to call anyone besides LeBron the best player in the league while he's still in the league. I mean, I understand, like, getting tired of him. It's, it's like a Tom Brady thing. It's like, all right, I don't want to talk about Tom Brady. He wins every, you know. It's a little different because the Pats organization has been better as an organization than where LeBron has been. It's kind of like him you know, kind of creating on the go. But uh, so it's a little easier to hate the Patriots because it's always been the same team. But yeah, I mean, I, I, if I wasn't a LeBron guy, I'd probably feel the exact same way. I'd probably be tired of him, probably hate all the antics and uh, how just fucking goofy he is. But uh, if you're a fan of him, it's, it's all so endearing, you know. So I love it. LeBron is the best in the league, second best all time. I'm not going to get into We're actually the first podcast to not get into the Jordan uh, versus LeBron debates. How's that feel? Feels very original of us. That's why the sponsors love it. I'm. I'm also. I want to say that I'm We're really not, not enjoying. I'm. I'm not enjoying this LeBron or Laker talk. At mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah, it's. Well, a couple of things I want. I want to note. Um, the Lakers still were fifty. Were undefeated when leading heading into the fourth quarter. Fifty-seven and zero. That is a ridiculous stat. It is. It is. And I think I have a reason why that is. I Jared think. Dudley. Yes, exactly. That's actually exactly what I was going. I actually went to talk about Jerry Dudley the whole time, if you don't mind. Can we just go on Jerry Dudley for yep. a couple minutes? Um, but Dudley no. locker room guy. Glue guy. No one has ever had an easier title run than Jerry Dudley. <laughs> Maybe the history of, of professional sports. I mean, I think I may have seen him play in 10 total games this year. Regular season, seeding games, and playoffs. Maybe 10 games. And you'd notice him if he was out there. He's very strangely shaped. It is. I've never seen an NBA player with so much arm flab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like when you know it's like when you you know like let's say your grandma just has like arm flab that you just can't, can't control. I mean, you, it's hard to tone that up. That's basically what Jerry Dudley has yeah. as a professional athlete, which I respect the hell That's out a, of. I love the that grandma show. arm flap is the type of podcast content you just can't <laughs> find on elsewhere. That's good stuff. Sponsors love it. <laughs> But, uh, no, I think it really comes down to, I mean, this is actually a serious take for a second. Um, I think this Lakers team might be one of the highest basketball IQ teams that I've seen in a bit. I mean, that's really only combining just LeBron, Rondo, and Caruso. Like, I, LeBron makes dumb plays sometimes only from trying to do too much. But I don't think I've seen Rondo or Caruso make more than, like, one mistake a game the, the, enti- the entire year. And, frankly, I think it's ridiculous that uh, Crusoe wasn't in the closing lineup earlier because, I mean, Dwight was, you know, is important against Jokic just to piss him off and kind of get under his skin. But uh, we're talking about guys that actually add to what the offense does and actually can defend pretty much any guy, uh, any, any, you know, top guard in the league. I mean, Crusoe is that guy. Whether or, not, whether or not it shows up in the you know box score outside of plus minus is a different story, but um, I, lo- I love that I love that guy, man. So unironically, <laughs> I don't care about all the memes. I actually think he's a legitimately like very high level role player. I was pretty impressed, man. He, he held together, maintained a lot of focus, and uh, really was just so level headed and cool, and made so many clutch plays throughout the whole playoffs. Which I'm not sure what happened outside of the bubble formats, but. Uh, I was I was truly very impressed with them all year long. 
I feel like the fact that LeBron's done this so many times with like so, such a different squad of players each time, like his four championships, three very different squads. If I was a role player on the team, I really, I feel like I wouldn't even, I'm not as excited as I would be just knowing how interchangeable I am. So <laughs> if you're not LeBron, just I just think you shouldn't even get to really celebrate. Really? Not even AD? Barely. AD should celebrate. By the way, did you know, I'm sure you saw the stat, but uh, AD legit shot 50-40-90 in the finals. Yeah, that's and, ridiculous. And honestly, the last two, like as soon as he hit the game winner in game two versus the Nuggets, like I, every single make he has is so pure. Like it, it, it's almost like as soon as that happens, his confidence was like through the roof. No one can stop me. Like anytime he's a mid range jumper, like no matter how, like early in the playoffs and like in late in the season, I'll be like, that's a, t- a suspect shot. Like AD, you need to, like assert yourself more, be more aggressive. But at a certain point, once he had that confidence. Like I was, I didn't even doubt any shot you took. It could have been from anywhere on the courts, and no matter how many defenders were there, I'm like, yeah, it's a good shot. Don't care. And that's how you yeah, know we officially reached like you know top five status officially. Right. That that NBA Finals performance, I think, like secured him as like the best player LeBron's played with for me. Yeah, it's it's just tough because Wade was hurt, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rahul, if you're listening to this. Uh, I mean, we're gonna get into a lot of D Wade potential hate here. But, uh, I mean, outside of 2011, after that, I mean, D-Wade yeah, did a lot. But, yeah, exactly. The knees were – you got to learn how to dunk and uh, not land your knees so aggressively, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, him and Zion both are the two guys. Where I'm just like, dude, relax. You can land I mean, a little more softly. Le- <laughs> we just got to learn how to dunk. Yeah, exactly. We should learn how to dunk and then teach NBA players how to land softly mm-hmm. because considering we have no vertical. True, true. The I could I land very <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, pretty easy to off when you... Go ahead. That was their first mistake, getting to the NBA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, exactly. If you don't get the NBA, your knees are fine. Yeah, I'm living... I'm going to be walking all over the place <laughs> when Dwayne Wade's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, who's the, who's the real winner here, huh? Dwayne. Uh... Yeah, that also, I mean, I think Wade still averaged like 22, 23 points a game mm-hmm. uh, in 2012, maybe even 2013. I mean, he just couldn't play the minutes uh, that he was once playing. And I think by the end of it, by the time the Spurs uh, beat him that second year, he was really not the same player at oh, that yeah. point, I mean, really. It was, like, it was like he would pick his spots at certain points. Like, all right, like, we'll give Dwayne, like, maybe, like, 10 ISO possessions in the in the game just to let him cook a little bit, but, like, not rely on him in the flow of the offense. It really felt forced, but, you know, there were some times where Dwayne would, you know, come in, you know, hit, hit, hit a clutch shot for you late in the game just when, you know, like, Bronny's, like, a break. But, uh, so, you know, he still do things, but it, wouldn't, it was never the same consistent basis that he had early on in his career. Um, but I, I agree. I think it's really the versatility and being the anchor on defense that makes it so hard to argue against him. Like he's doing Giannis things while being like a million percent better <laughs> shooter than than Giannis could ever be. He's not doing Giannis things. I mean, I mean, he's, I mean, not, dribble, he's not dribbling at the. He's not running. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he's not. He's not running. He's not running the offense every single possession. I'm saying. I mean, he has the capability to do so. I mean, not the same ball handling skills. I'll, I'll, I'll concede. I mean, I would definitely trust Giannis significantly more to get the ball off the court than AD. 
Yeah, I mean, defensively is where has the biggest impact. It's insane how versatile he is. Like he can block shots, guard guards at any point. Um, but you know, like I think I still he's not maybe because he's a big man, but I'm not like. I have a hard time thinking that with him as he might be a top five player, but with the, him being the best player on your team, would you win a chip? Yeah, I think he definitely gets boosted because he doesn't have to prove that at least for another like four years or like three years until he goes to Chicago. But uh, mm-hmm, exactly, which I think is going to happen. I mean, I really think he, I really think he is basically going to try and just say, "All right, I'm just going to copy LeBron's exact <laughs> exact layout for how to have an NBA career." I mean, given that AD won't last nearly as long as LeBron, given his injury history and just how he just <laughs> and just how he walks and just runs, like I think AD is like a walking injury. I think like maybe ten times, maybe probably thirty times this year, I was like, "Yep, AD's out of the season," <laughs> like one injury at a time. I was like, "Yep, it's over." But um, but still, I mean, he gets elevated because he's part because he's just he doesn't have the same burden LeBron does, but he still gets all the benefits of being on a winning team and still going to claim a star, you know. So maybe he's not a fair Very top lengthy. five rankings, but uh, I'm still going to give it to him because he is that versatile and so talented. Also, this is probably the first LeBron championship team that actually won because of their defense and not because of their offense. Uh, I don't know that first Miami team. Do you remember how uh, how many steals they got? How That's true. It was, they, I mean, transition has always been an important part of any LeBron team. I agree. Especially with the passing ability, too, and speed. Yeah, they could clamp down. They're pretty long. Mm-hmm. And D Wade also went best shot blocking guard of all time. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean that Cle- those Cleveland teams sucked defensively, mm-hmm. uh, at least until like the NBA Finals late, late. But that was the problem for this Miami team in the half court. Like their offense just did not have enough firepower to overcome mm-hmm. what this team could do with their length and size. Right, agreed. It, you know, it was it was tough because, you know, Duncan never, like, it was weird because, in, in a way, I actually thought the Lakers did bad defensively for several games because they almost played too aggressively against the Heats. Like, in a weird way, like, when you give players too much respect and start focusing too hard on, you know, the Tower Heroes, Duncan Robinson's the world, where they're, like, not letting them get any sort of clean threes off, like, I think they basically said, all right, we're going to allow Jimmy to beat us in the paints and in the mid-range one-on-one with absolutely no help defense because we're attached to the hip of, uh, of Hero and Robinson and Crowder pretty much. I thought it was weird. I was like, why are you worried about these guys beating you as opposed to shutting down Jimmy? Which is kind of counterintuitive because, I mean, the Heat are like a, you know, they get, they get hyped up off of a team efforts, you know, not one individual player carrying them and, you know, them being the, the emotional leader. It was like, all right, like, we win because everyone is feeling satisfied that they're contributing the whole time. And everyone feels like they have like a halfway equal role. If that makes sense. Sorry, I just got wildly distracted by your Instagram story. That's a thing. Wow, you are taking this. This is out of hand. It is. It is. Yeah. The the, the uh, dad pen is limit hit one time so far, but uh, that's going to increase exponentially once we get into the NFL portion, considering I've done like basically no prep for that part. So, 
Some people off the wall. Once it starts sitting in that this is probably LeBron's last chip. No, it's not. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Also, also, I'm actually going to make a bet. As soon as the futures come out for next year, I'm making a bet for the Lakers for another chip. Because everyone's yeah, already ready to move on. Everyone's already saying the Warriors, you know, the Clippers, all this stuff. And I don't view any of them as a threat. I'm not worried about the Nets. I'm I not mean, worried about the Bucks. I'm not worried about the Heats. I'm not worried about the Nuggets or the Mavs. Nobody. I'm not worried about any other team. I think, I think, I think, I mean, I think next year is almost... I'd actually be willing to guarantee in the chip next year. I'm serious. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you do that while knowing that this is an asterisk season with oh my Kyrie out, Steph out, Clay out. I don't. The a Warriors would not have been a threat. The Luka. Warriors would not be the Lakers this year. I know. I know, for, I know that for a fact. For Luca, mm-hmm. a year too early for Giannis. I don't know. I, I guess you can, you can put an asterisk on last year's ship if you want. I mean. Saying that LeBron was hurt wasn't wasn't even involved in the finals in, in any in playoffs in any way due to the injury. I mean, good luck sleeping at night knowing Tyron Lue knows everything they, there is to know about LeBron James, and now he. I mean, uh, Spolster knew even better. more than Ty Lue for more years with him, and uh, how how'd that turn out? You can't call him Ty. You watch what I can't call. It... <sighs> this is ridiculous. Uh, me? Now I call him Ty? Well, I, I, I have no words for you, Sid. You are the one who discovered he went to Nebraska. That is true. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that, by the way. I still don't like that. Um, ooh, also, one last thing. Um, I don't want to take credit for this because I didn't make. I, this is not my original take, but I wanted to repeat something from uh, Worldwide Wob, Rob Perez. Um, he His take was, and I want to ask you this question, Sid, and see if you agree with it. Did Dion win a title by not snitching on his teammates for the THC gummy? Do you think that had a factor in LeBron uh, bringing him along by trusting him for his loyalty? Because really, there's no reason. Yeah, there, feel- no, there's no other reason to bring Dion Waiters in. I mean, Frank, he doesn't really add a lot. He didn't do anything for them. It's really, really sad. You let Dion Waiters onto your team, treat him like a family member, and his influence rubs up, rubs off on your son, and now you have to deal with. Ooh. A uh, marijuana addicted sixteen year old with an NBA future. It's really, it's really ugly to see. It's habit forming. It's not this is the this is the side of America we hate to see. I mean, <laughs> me personally, when freedoms have gone too far, yeah, you can look into the eyes of Dion Waiters to find out exactly what I mean. Exactly, Sid wants a fascist America. <laughs> no liberties whatsoever. <laughs> We've gotten too much slack yeah. for too long. Sid wants Get the law and order. Out. Get the marijuanas out of our kids and out of our NBA private plans, please. That's all I'm asking for. Oh, come on. What, come on. How many people are actually playing sober on a plane anyways? I mean, come on. Let's just, let's just get real here. Panic attack on the same plane as Pat Riley? Oh, my God. I mean, you could, you could have killed Pat Riley. I mean, he, he might have just... <laughs> Pat Riley might have been senile enough to just think that the whole thing's going down. He just, like, grabs a parachute and just jumps right out, you know? What's the what's the antonym for a panic attack? Because that's Pat Riley's resting, like he's just resting condition. Is that this man is way too chill? Uh, yeah, I was just saying. I was just saying mellow. Uh, what was spelled M M E seven O. Yeah, there. Can't wait for Giannis on that team. Yeah, dude. Uh, the the Giannis to the Heat hype is getting crazy right now, and I don't get it. Like he 
he's already like through this is my only evidence is the last two All Star drafts. <laughs> he's like committed so hard to like saying he's like going to be the guy who's different. Like I'm the hometown guy. This and this and that. Uh, like drafting Chris Middleton like first overall in the All Star draft doesn't give a fuck. Um, but I mean, so he's put out all this effort to like, seem like he's like, not that guy, but I'm still going to put it at like 75% chance that he leaves. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've driven through Milwaukee. So thoughts. Oh, you don't want to hit. I don't want <laughs> give me one that. word, one word. I've already uh, excluded like Northern Wisconsin with green, the green Bay Packer talk. Um, That's true. That's true. What in order to describe Milwaukee? Um, one word. No pressure. Um, I'll go with uh, absent. Absence. Interesting. Have you ever been to the Pabst Blue Ribbon Mansion, though? Well, actually, this no is the Pabst Mansion. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually pretty cool. Um, I'm sure you're a PBR guy. You should be the PBR guy. Drinking a high life as we speak. Mm. Champagne of beers. Um, but yeah. You're welcome, Milwaukee. Um, That's the biggest shout out you'll get from me. Sid <laughs> so is directly funding, uh, <laughs> uh, paying for your streets, uh, all, whatever you need. Uh, directly funding would be uh, keep you honest in town funds indirectly. This one case of high life, I think the taxes have supplied like 75% of Milwaukee's uh, public education for the next year. <laughs> Thank you, Sid. You're keeping the bucks afloat as they're uh, struggling to make no money off of any of this TV, TV revenue or fans. I appreciate that. That's good. That's good. That's good. It's very strong. That's very uh, big of you. Excited for them to be relevant for the next 25 years after this. <laughs> Jordan Love, ne- uh, actually the next QB one, the next goat. You never know. You never know. Um, all right. So that's, that's not Lakers talk. Uh, and I actually want to give one quick shout out to Jack and to Rahul, uh, our residents, um, Nuggets and Heat fans slash correspondents. Um, I want to appreciate you guys being so such good sports about it, you know, while uh, having LeBron beat your ass uh, game in, game out. That was, that was very nice of you guys. I mean, it was, it was very fun. You know, you know having, you know, it's, it's kind of fun when you, like, play, you know, your friend's team. You get like, a little friendly shit talk. Um, it was, it was nice that they never had the chance to, uh, really talk shit back to me. It was kind of just like very one-sided, you know, me kind of being a little bit of a dick and then, you know, yep. everyone start a podcast for that exact reason. But exactly. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, you know, before KD and stuff come back that you got one last two rounds. I'm not worried. Nets are going to be a dumpster fire next year. That's my, that's my hot take of the, of the 2021 NBA season. Jokic is listening to this podcast as we speak. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm, not, I'm not worried about. I mean, Nuggets are gonna be good. I'm not. But I'm saying I'm not, worried, I'm not worried about the Nets. Like, if there isn't a team in the East that's going to the finals, it's not the Nets. Too early for NBA. It's yeah. too early. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll say that for later. I'll, we have. We have, we have I'll we have give long. you. Um, there's a uh, Billy Donovan is coaching a team in the East that might be pretty darn good. Actually, yeah, you think the you think the Heat are finally going to get over the hump, make the playoffs after everyone's picked them as the eight seed for the last three years? The Heat? No, no I'm saying no, I'm saying the um, the the Bulls. Sorry, I, I may have said the Heats. Um, champagne, champagne, yeah, champagne's I, getting to me. I'm, I'm starting to lose it. I 
I think the key this year is for me to not uh, post a pick the first day of NBA uh, of the NBA season, calling the Bulls making the eight seed. If I don't do that this time, um, I think I'm in. I think this is I the think, first year that shot. everyone might forget about the Bulls as the eight seed because it happened every year. Everyone keeps mm-hmm. saying the last three years, literally myself and every and pretty much every other NBA analyst have just said, "All right, they're the, they're the eight seed." Man. I, I mean, they have the talents. Like, why not? But then Jim Boylan enters, and uh, everything, everything does not work out as planned. I don't even think there was a plan. I don't think anyone in that organization had a plan. No. But the Bulls, the Bulls actually do – I mean, I actually am very high on the Bulls now. Now they have this uh, this new what, – what, what's his name, Sid? You know off the top of your head? The new GM? Uh, you're high on? Excuse you. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a different that's a different conversation. But uh, no, what, 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 what's the name of the GM of the Bulls? Uh, our 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 two our two Karnazowski It's yeah, you gotta keep in mind the Jewish K pronunciation. There's a lot of you know there's there's a lot of accents. And signs that I personally am not familiar with um, on top of that name. And that makes it a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, it seems difficult. So you'll, you'll figure it out, though. It's not as easy, you know. If you want to start, like, a fire Garpax equivalent, it's going to be a lot harder to, for, for this guy, you know. <laughs> you need to think of, like, a, be- a better, uh, like, pseudonym yeah. or nickname for him. You'll figure it out, though. I know you will. It's um, not going to happen. The, billboard, the billboards would be way too expensive. And, like, you can't fit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true yeah, uh, yeah. A, lot, a lot more characters to worry about uh anyways let's move on to uh week six and continuing our theme of uh us actually being low-key a very successful sports podcast uh in the sense of our teams how it feels pretty good that we actually had the two most exciting games of the uh of the weekend yet again the bears and hawks well, just somehow the, keep fighting bears... for these close wins i love it um, even the Bears have a close game. I I wouldn't call it exciting for anyone that's not a Bears fan because it's just an ugly brand of football. But I mean, fourth um, quarter though. I mean, they make crazy shit happen. It doesn't matter. The first three quarters are yeah. irrelevant. So the fourth quarter, I, you, there are very few teams that are more exciting than the Bears. Did you enjoy watching the game? Was that a good football game for you? Yeah, I, I actually didn't watch it. It's kind of it's kind of hoping you you would uh, carry carry us on that on this segment. Okay, shut the fuck up then. Uh, um, <laughs> dude, it was, I honestly, let me just start with just how enjoyable of a weekend and a stress-free time I had um, last weekend. Just because going into Friday morning, um, your last day of the work week, mm-hmm. already at 4 and one coming Ooh, off yeah. of a dub is just mm-hmm. a fantastic, fantastic <sighs> feeling. Um, started my day with the walk, got some coffee. It was it was great. It was just yeah. absolutely oh, fantastic. It's kind of it's it's, then, it's the same as a bye week, but almost more rewarding because you're already uh, ahead. Yeah, you're already ahead of the whole yeah. league. You already won before everyone else even has a chance. Like absolutely, absolutely. And then you go into Sunday with absolutely no worries. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're sitting pretty. The pressure is on everyone else. If you're especially if you're like close in the divisional race. Uh, in the race for the division, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I uh, I don't know. I mean, just Thursday night football games. If you're actually good and can get the dub, 
are the best thing in the world. Wow. Um, but uh, what that was one hell of a game too, just because uh, the defense finally showed out and did mm-hmm. what it was meant mm-hmm. to do. Um, didn't again. Uh, super glad we didn't have have Chris Godwin out there. Um, I am nervous about a rookie corner on the other side, but Kyle Fuller, lockdown Dude, corner, he's a beast. Secondary. I love Kyle Fuller. That hit was crazy. He just took out some yeah, fourth that, string running back that, and just ended his career. That, right was, there. The, that <laughs> was the best play of the game. Oh um, yeah, I jumped a lot after that play. Uh, best play of the season, I meant. Sorry. No, um, no, no, no. The Khalil Mack throwing Tristan Wirfs to the ground with one arm. Is already the play of the year for me. Like fuck the I, uh, fuck the Ayuk uh, hurdle from last week. I don't care about that anymore. It's old news. I don't care about it. The the Khalil Mack one arm throwing this three hundred twenty pound man to the ground, like suplexing him with one arm, basically. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. How are you that strong? I don't I, get I it. How do you get the leverage? I don't understand. He wasn't even off balance. He just threw him from like a set position. I don't get it. I love I love Khalil Mack on national TV because oh, yeah. he's just so uh, he's going viral. Um, <laughs> to be and Nick Foles, you know what? Like he made the plays when he needed him. Um, I think I've told you. I think you've uh, or if you've been notified by my spamming on Twitter that he definitely has better control of the offense than Mitch ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. he, even even his cold spots, he kind of makes up for it by having better control of the offense. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, this Panthers team, I was really hoping to go into this week. And, you know, I wasn't certain about this Tampa game, obviously. I picked Tampa to win. I think we snuck one out. Um, but now the freaking Panthers are good, uh, or at least looking better. Um, I'm telling you, man, Matt Rule is a good coach. <laughs> I'm holding by that take. Matt Rule, like, I've never seen such a, a less talented, a, a, a really terrible, a truly terrible team, if you look at pure talents, played this well before. I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, Ted, maybe it's Teddy. I mean, who knows? It could be yeah. Teddy, it could be Matt Rule, but like, genuinely, like, <laughs> the play call, I mean, if you're, the play calling has to be good if you're making Mike Davis look this good. I mean, he's a legitimate like, like top twenty fantasy running back at this point. I'm probably underselling. I'm probably underselling Mike, him. He's playing crazy. Mike da- I thought Mike Davis was so washed. I was. Even- so did I. I thought Is he was Mike- washed like three years ago. I'm pretty sure he played. I'm pretty sure he played. I'm pretty sure he played the Seahawks at one point, and we just let him go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. He was on the Bears. Oh wait, when was that? Two years ago or last year? Uh, he was on the Bears last year, and we cut him. Mm-hmm. We signed him and then cut him because we were already, like, damn near out of it. And mm-hmm. it got us a compensatory, like, fourth-round pick if we cut him. Wow, that's that's way too high of a pick for Mike Davis. <laughs> I would take yeah, exactly. most every fourth-rounder over of, of any position. Punter, exactly. long snapper, right. it, it doesn't matter. So much sense to, it's, it made so much sense to cut him. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian good Pace, for him. Good GM, for... Very selectively <laughs> good GM. Um, With certain things, exactly. He knows I cut the right guys. That's bad. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> his one guy. He, he, he's very good at cutting his first round picks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, Mitch is only like a year away from that, so it's cool. Um, but anyway, anyways. Good for, good for you, too, though. You uh, beat the scary, scary Vikings. The Vikings, I mean, I, I already told you, like, I actually was prepared to lose this game. 
to be honest, to be quite honest. I mean, as soon as you think, I mean, the Hawks are just like a roller coaster of a team, and you can't, you can never treat them like a like a regular, you know, like it's not, it's not like a y equals x line graph, which just goes, you know, straight up a four or five degree angle. Um, it's it's not like that. It's it's lots of hills and valleys. Um, as soon as you get confident in the team, they let you down. But as soon as you count them out, they prove you wrong. Um, so that's exactly what happens. Like they went from being down 13-0. And by the way, my, my power was out on Sunday when I was when I was trying to watch the game. So I did. Well, I literally didn't see the whole first wow. half. And um, so we drove to restaurants for the second half. And so we drove. We started driving at halftime, about a 15-minute drive away. By the time we got there, it was about eight minutes left in the third quarter. They had already scored three, three touchdowns over the course of that drive. <laughs> 15 minutes in real time turned into three touchdowns. Wow, your quarterback must be rated like a 98 or something like that. And... <laughs> That's cute. DK Metcalf would say, would say otherwise. The Madden rating. And all my retweets would say otherwise. Well. I, I, could, I could have another podcast just baking Madden and how big of a joke that game is. No, it's, so I, it's that terrible. doesn't mean anything. I saw also, by the way, I saw like a, a like I saw like ten tweets um, about, about Chad o, Chad Ochocinco being the new yeah, like celebrity. I don't too. care. I don't I care. Think, it's the most think, boring I video think, of all time. That, that content I is don't terrible. Give a shit. They're paying no one cares. Ocho, Madden's a terrible game, Ocho anyways. Cinco, uh, paying, they're probably paying him so much to promote that. But I saw the same thing. I was like, well. first, I think they retweeted the videos. Someone tweeted the videos themselves and then also i think the nfl might have done it too because i don't follow i don't follow madden or chad ochocinco on twitter so i don't know who i don't know who retweeted it follow the check down oh that's what it is fuck i that's a shitty account i don't even care that's that's right nfl don't sponsor us because i hate your shit your content is terrible what is the check down is that the nfl it is the nfl yeah yeah it's the nfl trying to have their own like (laughs) Like blogging uh, content, kind of like re- it's like them trying to be relatable man. instead of just being like just the shield, you know? Like, oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah, which is which is, t- which is which is which is terrible because they're like the. It seems like it, it seems like there's like a forty five year old white dude running the Twitter accounts. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes so much sense. It's like kind of trying to be hip. Yeah, okay, but yeah, so do not bad, follow though. the check down. Oh god, yeah, exactly. Check down. Do not sponsor us. I will say no. Fuck off. Yeah, seriously. Fuck out of here fucking boomer um <laughs> anyways but yeah so um yeah hawks are hawks are insane and uh the one thing that was actually kind of like i found funny was that uh we're so we're at this rest- restaurant and maybe like 10 people maybe like five six people there in the whole in the whole restaurant three and uh three and like you know three of us from who i was with and it got down to like that you know on that last drive that the hawks had uh, i think it was around the you know, like 220 left to start out with and there's a fourth and ten on the first series of first downs. Um, and legit, like, I've just been a Hawks fan long enough to know, well, and also a Russ fan long enough to know that the, that the most improbable situations make no sense that they convert, they will convert. And so, of course, of course, they get a play where the corner makes, like, a mistake and over and overruns the routes, and DK gets, like, a, just like a little jump ball for, like, a 20-yard completion. And once that happened, it was over. Like, of course, at that point, they're going to drive down the field, score on, like, a ridiculous play, and then, the, you know, and then, get, and then get a very favorable call to end the game <laughs> on that Kirk Cousins, like, not fumble that they call the fumble. The, che- the Seattle Cheat Hawks, yet again, <laughs> paying the refs off down. way more than everyone else. 
That team adores fourth down, huh? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't get it, man. They just they, It's fun to, you know. I mean, obviously, then the Susan had to go for it, but uh, they found out fourth actually lost this year, but. Uh, I honestly, if I were you, you should start rooting for some losses because you're setting yourself up for one of the. I know. I was hoping for a loss going to the bye week, and then everyone's amped up. You know, everyone gets, and then Jamal is back after the bye week, and then everything, and then you know, then everyone's like hungry. At this point, now we'll, we're we're getting a little soft. You know, we're five and zero despite gonna... hard victories, mm-hmm. and it's like we're just gonna exactly. you know coast. Let me tell you what's in your future. Okay, please read, read my tarot cards, please. You go thirteen and three. Hmm. Russ wins MVP. Mm-hmm. DK breakout star of the NFL. Exactly. Even though I think he's overrated and mostly due to Russ. Um, that's, fair. that's a fair take. Future <laughs> Junior grows two. Future Junior grows two and a half inches, maybe, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Russ tweets out a picture of win maybe two, two more times. I'm probably gonna say every single. He's probably you know, it's gonna be at least if by your math, it's gonna be at least eight more times because he has to tweet after yeah, every I win. Also, Please do not send me those pictures. Um, yeah, all that I have no shame in that. So I, I, I was happy you saw Okay. Yeah, still one of the worst defenses goes into the playoffs. You got to, you got to, so one seed, you're getting a bye. You win an right. MVP mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. don't make it to the Super Bowl. One of the most disappointing things that can happen to you as a fan. Exactly. I no, no, I, I, compl- I completely agree. I completely agree. Because mm-hmm. yeah, really everyone, everyone loves us. We're, we're a you know, fun offensive team, but our defense is just so, so bad. Unless we we got Snacks Harrison, which after like four years after he was good, <laughs> which is sad because the whole, what's really sad about the Hawks D-line is that on Seahawks Reddit, they were begging for Snacks literally all offseason. <laughs> Yeah, Sam. I'm not I talking combos. Sure. Kind of I'm not talking Doritos. I'm talking Snacks Harrison. They were begging for him all offseason. That's what how low happened? the bar is. That's how low the bar Why is for our D-line. Why so washed? Did he even get hurt? Or is he like just, just like fat. out of shit? He's fat, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Snacks. Smoke on the podcast. I'll apologize. But you're fat, man. You're just fat. There's been defensive tackles that have stayed fat and just been like run stoppers, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> and that's fine. We just big body. You just you know, you nose tackle, just <laughs> fill a hole between the 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 right guard and the center. <laughs> you claw running lanes, to, I guess. Who? Yeah, and it's so valuable. You don't realize until you don't have that, especially in a three four. We miss uh, Eddie Goldman so much, dude. I'll say it every week. Was Who's he the hurt? defensive tackle? No, he he's scared of COVID. Um, oh, I forget he opted out. Fuck. Actually, he's a big loss. Eddie Goldman's actually pretty good. I watched enough Bears games just to talk shit to you guys to know that Eddie Goldman actually is good. Yeah, he's actually making our linebackers. I think him being out is also making our linebackers. I mean, Danny Tremethan's a little washed, but um, I think it's making our linebackers look worse because they're not free to roam as much because Eddie Goldman just held up blockers. Right. Um. Really sad, really sad. But before we get into like our NFL previews, um, mm-hmm. I do. I did forgot to. I forgot to give uh, Jeannie Bus some credit. I will say, my, I think my number one pet peeve, my number one okay. pet peeve in all of sports, mm-hmm. is the okay. fact that the owner Careful. gets the championship Tread lightly. trophy first. Ooh, I mean, the they, I mean, they paid for it. <laughs> yeah, the governor. I'll never get used to that. By the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, used to no, NFL. No. Don't say governor. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> just say owner. Um, no, reason it, to add more it's titles one of the worst it. things. Why? Why should they? They have the least of the people there between the GM, between the head coach, mm-hmm. and the players. 
they're the least significant part. That would be like, yeah, I agree. It would be like if, <laughs> like, it'd be like if every like Oscar winner were to bring out um, the like Wells Fargo, like the CEO of Wells Fargo, like, thank you for financing this movie. <laughs> you were the reason this all happened. Like, you accept the award, not us. We didn't do anything. It's all, yeah. it's all, like, it's all you, Oscar. Bank of America, who gave us this like a hundred million dollar loan <laughs> for this movie. It was you guys, or not us. Like it's not the us. Studio head or something. It'd be so yeah, it, dumb. yeah. No one cares. I don't want to see another I billionaire. <laughs> It should be if you're the maybe in the NFL you could argue for the poor, but I think it should be the head coach 100 percent of the time. Regard like most of, if you're gonna have to go with the one thing for each sport, it should be the manager, the head coach. I agree. Yeah, if I was MVP or coach, I agree. I agree. If I have to see fucking Robert Kraft grab another Super Bowl trophy, I should. Um. Also, speaking of Genie Bus, I guess do you that. That cougar video in the Utah mountains. Are mm-hmm. we sure that that wasn't her? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I, there was some, yeah, there were some clues in the video. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're, if you're, if you're like myself, I mean, you might, you know, reading some things a little more than you should. Um, also, by the way, hottest owner to ever uh, grace the field of sports yep, 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 for yep, sure. Yeah, yep, yep. she's hot. She's hot. Yeah, she, hot. she still has she's the uh, picture of from like 1990, I think. <laughs> with the uh, where she's doing, 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 doing the play, the Playboy shoot, yeah, it's her Abby. She's doing the, the Playboy shoot with the basketballs mm-hmm. over her, uh, uh, her her breasts. Sid, sorry, I don't want to get too explicit for you. Um, oh, that's tough. That's close. That's close. Yeah, exactly. I won't, I won't say the, the the B word and get 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 you all riled up. Um. But anyways, yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hottest owner, <laughs> for sure. hottest owner until Steve Ballmer wins it next year. Yeah, exactly. If if Steve Ballmer go, if they win a championship, he better go like shirt off, like you know, like some Mardi Gras, like nipple pasties, something like that. Uh, I'm sorry for saying the N word to you, by the way, the the, the nipple word. Um, um, <laughs> I, just, I just realized, yeah, are... it's probably not a great, a great uh, <laughs> abbreviation for it. I'm not gonna call it the, 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 the N word. We we are blessed. We are blessed. That Steve Bomber didn't win a championship this year because if he does win a championship, we need to see the parade happen. Yeah, it would be like it would be like he would have like permanent Doc voice, you know. Like a little press conference after a Clippers championship, like if it happened this year, where it'd just be like Doc and Steve Ballmer both having the exact same voice, being equally hoarse for the first time ever. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I mean, Steve Ballmer might like, bl- you know, like blow an entire ar- artery while the blood going to his like fat bald head. You love to see that. You really do. Um, anyways, transition, perfect addition into uh, <laughs> the Falcons and Vikings <laughs> for our NFL preview. Um, but no, I so Dan Quinn. Officially fired, um, his his seat over the metaphorical uh, homeless bum trash can fire is officially out. He he's safe from that. He can go home <laughs> to his kids, family, where the fuck he has, um, and uh, finally be a head coach anymore. So, doesn't it feel like? Doesn't it feel like the Falcons are doing? what the Panthers kind of just did, obviously Ron Rivera, I think is much more respected, uh, of course, as he should be, but two, two Super Bowl teams that were just, that didn't get there and just kind of like, seemed like they like kind of collapsed post Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and now their coaches are gone. It literally seems like 
that are a year behind one another. And so mm-hmm. exactly what I'm saying is uh, Ryan Pace, don't fuck this up again. If Matt Ryan is available, you should sign him. Don't do what you did with Cam. Would you rather have Dan Quinn or Matt Nagy as your coach? Oh my God, Matt Nagy, Jesus. <laughs> what? You think so lowly. What is man. what has Matt Nagy ever done? Uh, he's gone 12 and four, one coach of the year. He worked under Andy Reed. What has Dan Quinn done? Kyle Shanahan carries. What's under Pete Carroll? Uh, all right, all right. I mean, he, he's, the, he's the emotional leader. I mean, guys like him, obviously. I mean, he he, he won the, the Falcons like three him. games last year just by being on the hot seat. I mean, obviously, he hasn't worked out this year, but uh, but still, it says something. Matt Nagy won twelve games with Mitch. If you want to hate on Mitch, you yeah, well, I always I always forget about that season. Honestly, it's so it's a weird year, and it made, made to me it made no sense. It was really just the hype of just having Khalil Mack. It just carried you to at least like four extra yeah. wins. Not even not even him, his literal play. It was just the excitement of having him on your team. <laughs> one you four the games. excitement. Honestly, that was pretty much. It. There was just an energy mm-hmm, exactly. around the team. Exactly. You know, until the uh, double D. But we don't have to talk about that, though. Uh, anyways, um, let's, you, let's, let's actually talk about the Falcons-Vikings. <laughs> we have enough Hawks and Bears talk. But uh, seriously, though, what are your thoughts on the game? The Vikings are actually favored here by four, which I may touch on later in my gambling picks, just as a little uh, precursor. So I'm actually going to remove myself from this game because I'm picking it later on. So please, go ahead, Sid. Here's a, is Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's probably out. He is out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. This Falcons defense is absolute garbage, as mm-hmm. we know. But Agreed. I believe in um, fire your coach. Everyone's a little on edge, uh, a little bit more motivated. So mm-hmm. I, I actually kind of like Atlanta in this game. Oh, really? Hmm. I will uh, not give my thoughts on it um, because I don't want to spoil my pick later on. But, um, but yeah, I think this may – one thing I will say about this is this may be a Justin Jefferson career game. I think he may have because 400 yards. So bad. Oh, they're so bad. And I mean, really, I think they're trying to get him more involved each week. Like last week was an Al- it was an Adam Thielen week. I think I think week before was just Jefferson week. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So th- I think this week they're going to go back to him. And uh, frankly, I, just, I mean, he's he's such a beast. I mean, he, he has all the swagger in the world. I would have given any amount of money for him to somehow uh, last like three picks longer and be on the Bengals with Joe Burrow. But uh, you know. That's fine. We, we, we all have dreams for a reason, right? It can all come true. Um, so I think this is going to be a fun, a fun, fun, a fun game. I mean, we, we might actually get into some Kirk Cousins praise after this game. I mean, even no matter how bad the Falcons are, um, I'm actually surprised the line's only four. I actually thought the Falcons would get a lot more of a bump because of losing their head coach. I mean, I totally agree with you there. I mean, I'm actually a huge proponent of fire your coach in the next three weeks you're guaranteed to play super well. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have Romeo Cornell. Exactly. He is the guy. So I was before. He is the guy you want. He is the interim coach in my mind. You say that title, I think of Ed Ogeron, because that one year was pretty epic. And then I think about Romeo Cornell. But yeah, right. it's kind of crazy to see how this was slated to be one of the best wide receiver classes of all time. We're already seeing that. Um, it's cra- it's, cra- it's like literally only six weeks in. Usually there's a delay. Like yeah. It's usually late in the season because they're rookies. But I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe, offense, well, maybe this is the bump in offense Wide receivers are, uh, it's one of the hardest positions for rookies to adjust to as well. Yeah, I mean, there's so, a lot more salty in your moves. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, I agree. 
Um, so yeah, by the way, my last notes, Viking for game purposes, the Vikings are minus four. That makes no sense to me. No sense at all. That's that's actually an insane line. But I uh, still believe in the Vikings. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I mean, the first two weeks really made everyone hate them a lot. But uh, without Dalvin Cook, I mean, that's just such a disrespectful line. The Falcons. I mean, I know they're bad. I know everyone's off them now, which is exactly why now is time to get on them. As soon as all the early betters are off the Falcons and like you know pick the, people like me, you pick them early on in the season, just give up. This is exactly the time you want the Falcons. Uh, moving on though, so Ravens Eagles. This is a classic um, team that needs to bounce back versus a team that is desperate to get the momentum going kind of game. The Eagles are plus eight at home, and Lamar is trying to bounce back off a very tough loss last week to. Um, Wait, okay, that, that was the Chiefs game, right? No, that was weeks ago. Ravens oh, won game. last week. I'm totally, oh, I'm, totally, I'm totally blanking right now. Who played last week? Um, they they, 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 beat, oh, oh, it is uh, the Bengals. Is the Bengals? They beat the Bengals. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because the the Ravens were pissed that the the Bengals went for a field goal in the game. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, I have nothing to say like about this game. Uh, Philly stinks. Lamar's missing deep throws that he should hit. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if you judge QBs based on the uh, QB skills challenge at the Pro Bowl, I mean, you're basically picking MVPs every single year. <laughs> all I'm saying is Jarvis Landry may be a better passer than Lamar Jackson. That's all I'm saying. That's close. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason I thought there's a reason I thought Russell didn't win MVP. is literally all based off of the skills competition last year. Yeah, that every momentum helps. That momentum, um, it's the last thing you do all year. In yeah, season. throwing off, yeah, throwing with no pads, no helmets, <laughs> on some targets. <laughs> yeah, in Orlando. Yeah, it's, 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 it's how you judge QBs in, in today's day and age. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, the Eagles have, you know, like just by the skin of their teeth. Just tr- barely squeaked out some wins recently, and you know, like have, and Carson Wentz is literally like every single throw he makes, he is within 0.2 seconds of getting his shit knocked out. Every single throw, like I've never seen a QB more in danger his entire life than maybe Baker last year. Where where you really, I mean, and luckily Carson Wentz is actually fast enough to deal with it, and big enough to deal with it. But uh, it's it's really, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough to watch. He he looks like he is literally on about to die every single play, as if his life is on the line, which it basically is, by the way. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get he out of the pockets or throw throw what passes away, he might die this year. Yeah, he's he's strong. He believes in God. He'll be fine. <laughs> All right, now on to your game of the week, Sid. The Bears Panthers. I don't know if you're going to the Bears lots and Panthers a little bits, but Panthers are still minus one and a half. Against the four and one Bears, do you think that there's extra motivation for the Bears this week, knowing that the Packers have a potentially losable game against the Bucks, and try to prove themselves against a team that has gotten maybe too much hype lately? And see, that's exactly what the outsiders want for us to focus on anything but our game, and we will not do that. The disrespect. <laughs> Yeah, Bears, Bears actually get, get no respect this year. They've been getting shafted <laughs> gambling-wise no, and fine. just you know, respect-wise all year long. No, it's fine. It's fine. We like that. You're not we mad, like though. That. You're not mad, obviously. Um, I think this might be the game that wakes up the national media on how bad the Panthers still are. I'll just say that. Ooh. Okay. Are you willing to guarantee something, Sid? 
Um, by by three, guarantee... 300 yards for, for Nick? Are you saying, like, oh, Dave Montgomery has a breakout do, week, I'll maybe? Do, uh, I'll do 270 yards for Nick. 270? Okay. 270. Um, and I'm actually – I would um, I would go with David Montgomery because Bears running backs historically over the last decade have done really willing? well against the Panthers. But mm-hmm. uh, I can't go guaranteeing David Montgomery because I in local in the local Chicago scene, I have been talking – David Montgomery shit recently, so I can't be too high on him right now. That's true. Are you willing to bet um, that Mike Davis will have fewer yards than um, Montgomery this week? Total yards, receiving and uh, and uh, rushing. Mike Davis, God, I'm gonna be so pissed if that happens because he can't. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to put down. Let's hear it. Forty dollars. No, Mike Davis. Forty dollars that Mike, Mike Davis, Davis will outgain. Uh, Montgomery in yards. Is going to outgain. Who's the backup running back in Carolina? You're uh, it's, it's our, it's our, it starts with a B. I, <laughs> it was a very French sounding name. I, it escapes me right now, but uh, it's it's, mm. it's it's no one you'd ever know. Mike Davis is going to have more yards. He's going to get like 15 touches. He's going to get 15 to 20 touches. David Montgomery is not even guaranteed 15 touches because we like to hand it off to Cordell Patterson. Which also why bother hanging up at all? I mean, why not? Why not just give away your offense every single time and just say, "All right, if Cordero is in the shotgun, we are passing the ball." I don't care what you know, even if it's true every single time. I don't care. We're going to do it every single time because really the rushing is not working for them. <coughs> yeah, honestly, I can mean, really, see so many more throughout three yard runs from him. We were so three. It's a good deck play. Um, yeah, exactly. We were so <laughs> much more efficient when we just. <coughs> we were so much more efficient last week when we just started slinging it. Honestly, analytics, man. That's all I'm saying. Uh, fine. Well, then, fine. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you down for the uh, big dick Nick 270 prediction. All right, we'll see. Put it on the board. All right. Uh, moving on. To a very interesting matchup, I think, here, actually. As the Bengals have... Bengals and Colts both off a tough loss. Uh, Bengals got their asses worked, which is expected, because, you know, the Ravens always beat bad teams. And the Colts, who underperformed against the Browns, um, which which we'll talk about later, um, the Colts are minus eight in this game. And personally, I'm actually of the opinion that the Colts here... This is kind of their, like, all right, we need momentum on our side. We cannot afford to lose to a dog shit team like the Bengals. Um, considering how pissed off AJ Green is. And I really think the Colts are going to cover here. I think this, is, this actually might be Joe Burrow's uh, second worst loss of the entire year behind the Ravens. I, don't, I think it's gonna, they're going to improve throughout the year, but um, I think these, they're, these two losses back to back are going to be absolutely killer for the, for the Bengals. And Joe Burrow's confidence, but they're going to bounce back from it. Um, I really think Phil Rivers needs an easy win. I mean, he's had, you know, too many of their games where either he's not the reason they win or he's the reason they cost them a win, and he needs a good performance here in order to get the media off his back because I'm already hearing um, calls for Phil Rivers' entire neck and family um, after his performance the last couple of weeks. That's a big family. It is. I mean, it's a lot of necks. It's a lot of necks coming after. It's like at least like 10, 12 necks. I Nexes. honestly thought this could be um, catch me like catch the Colts slipping game if they had beaten the Browns. And exactly, exactly. Um, but 
But yeah, because they're desperate, that's they're desperate. Happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that'll happen. I think they'll probably cover two. Maybe if, they, if this game was in Cincy, but it's in Indy. Yeah, exactly. Um, give it everything I know about Phil Rivers at this stage in his career. Being inside can't hurt. Yeah, very sensitive skin, Phil, to the column. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Don't think that's true. Actually, no, that's true. I made it up, but uh, what's up wrong with it? But uh, yeah, I agree. It's a pretty boring game. I mean, gambling wise, it might be pretty interesting because these teams both have a lot to prove, and uh, Joe Burrow is now addicted to winning after winning one week and now losing. Uh, so I think it's gonna come out hot for this one, too. So, anyways, so that's pretty boring. Game. I don't give a fuck. Um, the Browns Steelers. Uh, by the way, Sid, have you seen the record? Have you seen the record books? Have you seen them anywhere? Because uh, I'm pretty Rocket sure Rocket they've already been thrown out for this game. Divisional matchup, not quite the same level of throwing out the record books as it is uh, Stewart's Ravens, but um, for the Browns, this game is literally their entire season. This is this, their Super Bowl right here. This is the biggest game the Browns have played in, in ever. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm maybe ever. Maybe since Bernie Kosar was the quarterback. This is the most important game the Browns have played in decades. Maybe since they were 0-15 and trying to win, like, one game. <laughs> well, not for Hugh Jackson. They didn't care about that. They, they were prepared, prepared to go 0-16 just to get Hugh Jackson out of there. Was he fired? No, yeah, he was fired after the year. I'm trying to think. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But, uh... But yeah, I think the, you know, what's funny about this game, the line is Steelers minus three and a half. Which I'm starting yeah, to I think to maybe the biggest sucker be, bet of all time. It might be a part of my lock, so I don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. So I, I I actually am going to be a sucker here. And all the and I think this is going to be a big week for Juju, considering all the hype that Claypool's gotten recently. Deontay Johnson got the hype, you know, like first four weeks. Now Claypool's had it, you know. And then what's funny about the, the Claypool is that they actually like call plays for him. You know, that's how you can tell that our team really has tons of confidence in their receivers. When they start calling plays for guys to get them involved, I mean, Claypool is great vertically. He's not a bad, not a red runner. And he's just, you know, obviously like six five, just fucking massive. Dominating his other corners. Um I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an idiot here and uh, pick the Steelers. I really think this is just like uh, all right. Put take the Browns back down to earth. Like we're such a better team than you, and I can't believe you guys ever thought you had a chance against us in the, in the division. Um, and this is also the game where the national media turns and starts calling the Steelers Super Bowl contenders, which is, by the way is very slow. By the way, I don't know why they haven't already thought. Of, no one's even talking about that as a possibility. Despite having like the best defense and insane receiving core, and Ben isn't, isn't looking old yet. It's kind of crazy what Pittsburgh's been able to do at the receiver position. How they Every just year. turn out second and third round guys that are fucking oh my fantastic. God. Um, sense. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's fucked that you said that about Juju because he's officially not getting started on one of my teams. Yeah, um, I'm also at Benjamin as well. I'm, but still, I'm holding out hope because I have Kamara on a bye week, so. I'm just going to say, fuck it, this has, a- has to be his week. has to be his week. I'm starting A.J. Brown and uh, Bobby Woods in L.A. over him. <laughs> A.J. Brown is super back, by the way. I'm I'm psyched. I held on to him in one league. I was ready to get rid of him. <laughs> so he was out for like four weeks. I was like, you know what? No. They pa- Tennessee passes a lot more people think. I have to have faith. He is the best receiver they have. And it worked out. So uh, I appreciate yeah, no, they, you also having the same mentality. 
No, they targeted him a shit ton, which is glad I'm happy, happy to see. Um, the Steelers are sneaky. I think I think they're flying under the radar, which they don't do historically. I mean, it could be, it could be nice. This is a dangerous team, man. Very dangerous. But uh, all right, we'll, um, we'll, we'll move off it though, so you can save your locks for later on. We got to move a little faster here. Um, so the Broncos, Pats, um, Cam, and Stephon Gilmore return. And which is why you're seeing the Pats at a minus nine and a half while we're still seeing Jeff Driscoll, but kind of expecting to see Blake Bortles. Driscoll got a lot of hype in their uh, previous game, the Thursday Nighter um, against the Jets, which I don't know why. I mean, I think it was just such a boring game. The media had to pick somebody to give praise to besides Melvin Gordon. Um, but yeah, Driscoll, I, yeah, I'm not sold on this guy. I really think Bortles is going to be brought in in the next. Three or four weeks. Sold on him. You're making it sound like people are sold on him. No one. Well, it's really just it's really just the, the Thursday night broadcast because it's such a boring game. And they're just like, "Hey, Jeff Driscoll, like, this is a really impressive performance from him." I'm like, no, well, not no, really. No, he threw two picks no. against the Jets. That's hard since to do. We're, since we're trying to move through these games a little bit quicker, all I'll say is that I'm just glad this game didn't have to happen on prime time, like it was almost did, like almost happened. Let's keep Jeff Driscoll in the daytime, out the nighttime. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, don't care. Uh, yeah, Pan, yeah, Cam may go for probably 400 yards combined, throwing and passing. Uh, this is just me a ridiculous game. I don't, I, but I also don't give a fuck whether or not I'm right about that one or not. Um, speaking of irrelevant games, let's move on to two more irrelevant games. Actually, three more. <laughs> It'll be quick for these these ones. Um, Lions at Jags. Jags plus three and a half. And um, one question you one question you said. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, no, absolutely no one. E- either of these towns, literally no one. I think there's one dude in a trailer park with the Garn- Gardner Minshew jersey and, like, three dudes that are starting Gardner Minshew in their mm-hmm. fantasy leagues desperately, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. No one cares. Agreed. Literally no one. Yeah, and also also those people who are just praying Kenny, Kenny Galladay can give them something fantasy-wise. Uh, one note, I also think this is another big sucker bet. I think, the, I think everyone is, like, high in the Jags because they're, like, not going winless. <laughs> And the, and the Lions are actually like you we're, know, winning we're a few impressed. games here and there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is another sucker bet. Jags plus three and a half. I would take that, which is the exact reason why I'm taking the Lions. Minus three and a half officially. Not part of the show's bets, but my own personal bets. I actually am betting the Lions. Even though I absolutely hate rooting for them. It's just a fucking terrible This team. game is a very, not to drag this on, but this game is very interesting because you have two very different strategies for being a very shitty franchise. <laughs> One is the Lions, and you can keep expectations high and not trade away all your stars. Mediocre, yeah. Medi- and then, expectations, yeah. you know, halfway high. Let's not go high. high. Yeah, not high. I mean, if you're, if you're yeah. a clown, Higher you than might usual. actually have hopes. Mm-hmm. You have a franchise quarterback, so you might actually have hopes. Um, the other strategy is being going the Jags route, setting expectations so fucking low and realizing that football diehard football fans are absolute idiots and by the time you get to september their hopes are they're gonna forget what you just did to them and traded away all their favorite players Mm -hmm. and then you win a game everyone's excited and now you have this thing called Minshew mania this is happening and people are definitely more optimistic in jacksonville than they are in detroit this is a very general statement too though congratulations to the jacksonville jaguars for being somewhat interesting and uh, keeping their fans as suckers. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, moving on. Let's touch on the uh, 
Texans-Titans. Another boring-ish game, but kind of interesting only because of the whole Bill O'Brien situation. Um, uh, this is a classic, this is fire your coach, Romeo Cornell is going to fuck him. The Tennessee is going to come in too hot um, off that Buffalo win. I think Romeo Cornell is about mm-hmm. to fuck him up. Really? I, I, I don't know, man. I think the – I kind of in the feeling that the Titans are almost so hot, it makes no sense, that we almost kind of have to bet on them even if you don't believe in them, you know? Like, the, the Texans, it's kind of the opposite, you know? Like, everyone thinks that the – Texans are actually going to do something because they lost their coach and Deshaun looks a little better now. But at the same time, I kind of think that the Titans are pull this one out, even in spite of everyone not quite believing in them yet. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see Derrick Henry against this fucking defense that's absolute garbage. Mm, I don't know, man. I just... Honestly, I'm, I'm starting to this unsell. I'm starting to sell myself on the Romeo Cornell thing, which is now why I need to fade myself because that there's no way that can be true. Yeah, you keep playing those mental games with yourself. What's the next game? <laughs> I'm just going back and forth. All right, fine. The worst game of the uh, worst game of maybe well not the year because we had we had Giants Jets which was pretty dog shits. Um, but the ooh it's close. The football team <laughs> at some other team. Uh, which I can't say due to my uh, yeah, both, statement last Yeah, both week. teams are garbage. Please don't talk to me about this division. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, the Eagles and Cowboys are interesting, but uh, I don't really care that much. Um, nope, don't care. Moving on, um, Jets and the Dolphins. Dolphins this is actually the, the weirdest <laughs> line of the week. The Dolphins <laughs> yeah, right. are minus nine and a half. <laughs> when was the last time Miami was this? They were definitely never favored this heavily last year. Um, it has to have been mm-hmm. multiple years mm-hmm. since last time Miami was this favored. Um, and I could see this being like, also, why is this game at four Oh five? Oh my God. I just saw that. Oh, wait, what? what? You gotta, it's, it's, it's on the, yeah, it's in the late game. slate. How of all games yeah, I expect. Yeah, a... Not this. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but yeah, this could really, if Miami does fuck it up, um, or it doesn't fuck it up, but fucks the Jets up. Like this could be losing to like more than ten to Miami. Hopefully, loses Adam Gase's job. I mean, this is this is, this is Gase's last chance, basically. I mean, we keep the saying that, but I don't know. He lost to Denver. I know, but I'm saying. I mean, maybe the Jets are just so hesitant for no reason at all. Um, that they just were like, you know what? Despite the bad losses, we can't be the team that gives up this early on in the year because he's like halfway new still, which is weird to say. Um, I don't know, man. I, I mean, so it's a perfect game for the Jets. Maybe for Agnes' job. And uh, Dolphins could potentially be in playoff contention with this win. It's a very weird win. It's a very weird win. I also don't care. It's, it's weird making storylines for this because who gives a shit? But. I don't know. Well, I, I see we get off it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm getting kind of just frustrated even thinking about these teams playing football together. Um, anyways, the Battle of the Bays, the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, two old guys throw football around uh, and see what happens. <laughs> My prediction for the game. Where do you I stand? think uh, 
Tom Brady revenge tour, he's going to fuck up an NFC North team for what we did to him. So I'm into it. <laughs> are you sure the Packers aren't looking over their shoulders to worry about the Bears and are kind of getting a little sidetracked possibly? I mean, this is the game that, I mean, they are they are too hot, you know. Packers are doing too well, and it would almost be weird to see them going at, uh, yeah, five, would it be 5-0 and at this point? Yeah, 5-0. and Yeah, I don't know. I... I don't think it's, it's going to happen. I actually think the Bucks are going to pull this one out, and everyone's going to overreact about the Bucks being good when, in fact, the Packers just kind of blow it. No, this was good because the quarterbacks are combined 85 years old, and uh, <laughs> is that, is they're coming true? off of. Is that true? No, but they're uh, they're damn near. I think I can't keep up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know anymore. The um, and they're both coming off of extended rest with their, the Packers coming off of a bye and Tampa coming off 10 days. So mm-hmm. that'll be good for everyone. The viewers at home will like that. Yeah. I actually am leaving this one out of my picks. Uh, I really wanted to pick it, but I'm actually going to just sure avoid it because uh, it'll be fun to have no, nothing right on this one and just see how uh, Aaron Rodgers chooses to not give a shit for like three or four quarters. I think that's the question. Over yeah. under a number of quarters, Aaron Rodgers doesn't, doesn't give a shit. I'm putting the number at uh, two and a half. I'm turning the t- if he shrugs, I'm turning the TV off. <laughs> you just send a death threat to Aaron Rodgers. Be that be that guy. I might. Yeah. Um, anyways, and a halfway interesting game because Jimmy G is low key playing for his job right now, as I've uh, called as I've kind of called it. Because really, any I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I could play in the uh, San Fran offense and probably pass for like 150 yards. You only like 30 throws, so I'll make it happen. Because um, it really is that easy to play quarterback in San Fran at this point. So Jimmy G, kind of playing for his job right now, and to pray he doesn't get traded to like Jacksonville or something. Um, so we're seeing the line at plus three and a half for the Niners, considering all their injuries. And they lost, I think, another D lineman last week. Yeah, I think um, getting fucked up by Miami that bad. That's probably what's helping that Miami line. It's not good for morale. Mm-hmm. Also, Jimmy G's allegedly hurt. And that's why he played so bad. Allegedly. Was that was that was that uh, was the source in that uh, Jimmy G's mom? Uh, Kyle Shanahan actually. Oh, which, okay. Her his source may have been Jimmy G's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'd think I'd be more excited about a divisional matchup like this where it actually has implications as to, like, who gets to be the second-best team behind the Hawks. Um, the Niners are, what, they're two and three at this point? Um, yeah, I did, Niners are just shitting the bed every single week, man. It feels so good to see them struggle so much, but uh, at the same time, it's kind of sad. I would kind of let them be, make things a little more interesting, you know, and not just, like, fucking give up against the, the Dolphins, which is exactly why I'm picking the Niners win this game. Outright. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, moments I would myself. not do that. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea, considering the Rams also kind of need a uh, big win here. But uh, all right, so this may be the game of the week, so we have to talk about this a little more, uh, a little more sensibly than we should probably otherwise. But uh, Chiefs Bills, and the Bills have gotten uh, a pretty fair line here after their tough, after their very, very bad loss to uh, Tennessee, uh, being plus four and a half at home. Thoughts. Two strong, strongest arms in the NFL. In yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, Not the prettiest deep balls, 
I will say that, but definitely the strongest arms. The it's on Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have two Monday night games this week. Oof. Yeah, really, we, we, really we lost upsetting. Thursday night game. Get two Monday night games. Pretty fair trade. Really, really upsetting that uh, we're not going to get to see Bills Mafia out there on this one. But Agreed. I don't really have. I could see this uh, game going either way, honestly. But I'm excited to see the Bills defense. Uh, get challenged with Pat Mahomes. I think they almost fell asleep and they were a little embarrassed last after mm-hmm. last week's performance. So um excited to see or this week's performance because they played on Tuesday. But I'm excited to see that matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I mean this is I mean this is really there's been a lot of um can Josh Allen throw against a defense that isn't trying too hard to stop him? It's the same thing as you know the heat versus you know the the whole ER heat arguments like do you try too hard to stop some guys and then allow them to figure you out the other way? Or do you just play them straight up and make them make the simple plays and, and, and earn it that way? Um, that's kind of where Josh Allen's at. Because I don't think – if you try too hard to stop Josh Allen, then that's when things get a little chaotic. And that's when he succeeds is when he can scramble out, do these crazy, ridiculous things that, that no QB coach would ever encourage. <laughs> um, so – but the thing is, that's not really what the Chiefs do. Chiefs blitz a lot, um, try and get to the QB, kind of change their um, offensive mentality. So I actually kind of like the Bills in this one by a very slight mm. margin. Very, very slight. Actually, no, 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 never mind. Chiefs actually, that, I forgot what the Chiefs came off a loss, so never mind. I'm going to go yeah. Chiefs by a small margin. Chiefs too cannot scary. lose two in a row. Too that's just scary. impossible. Too scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it would be pick. fucking – I can't wait to see the hot takes if they do. Oh my god! It's also like, who cares though? Like, I mean, the Chiefs could go in as like a three or four seed, and I would still be like, yeah, they're probably the favorites. See, <laughs> I just trust Pat Mahomes in the clutch, man. There's very few QBs that I would trust in clutch more than Pat Mahomes. Probably just one, actually. Mm. And you already know who that is, Jordan Love. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Uh, just we have one more game to cover. We do the other the other Monday night game, uh, which no, which is turned into a terrible game. And I'm surprised the Cowboys are giving this much credits, but it is the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Dallas to play the Cowboys, who are dogs by a point and a half. And yeah, I think uh, this is uh, the Dalton hype is, is ridiculous. Spend, I don't like it. I don't like I it. Think that, I think this is why you pay $6 million for Andy Dalton, because people think you still have a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm, I like the cards in this one. The. I don't think Mike McCarthy is offensively creative enough to make do uh, and adjust um, mm-hmm. for a different skill set of the quarterback position. So, or to just run this offense through Z. So I think, um, which they have to know, do at this I'll, point. They have I'm to. not a huge believer in the cards, uh, especially defensively at this point, but without mm-hmm. Dak, I can't bet on the Cowboys. Agreed. I think this line would. What's What's funny is I think this line would literally only be a point difference if the Cowboys head back. I think I think I think the boys would be just barely, barely, barely not. Uh, not it'd basically be it basically be a push at this point if they had if they had back. But so I'm surprised they're actually giving the Cowboys that much credits. Uh, the, the Cardinals, uh, hungry dog runs faster. They are desperate. They are desperate. Uh, even they played the they played the Jets last week. It doesn't even count as a win, really. I mean, the record books it does, but in 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 the spirit, of the game, motivation wise, not at all. So they they've they've lost to a couple of mediocre teams in the past couple of weeks outside the Jets. Um, I think they need this one pretty badly. I think the, I think the Cowboys 
we're going to lose all faith in Andy Dalton this week. <laughs> and uh, no matter what game plan McCarthy runs on the offense, it doesn't matter, I think. And, and, and I agree. It's cards, cards all the way in this one. All right. We made, our, made our way through. Locks? It does. So I'd like for you to go first in, in uh, your locks. Actually, no, let's, let's go one-on-one off. All right. You will sneak uh, draft this one. Snake draft. We could do snake draft. Which one I'll go off. Whatever. All right. Um, you, you go first. I'll go, I'll go after. We'll just take turns. All right. First lock of the week. Hit on this a uh, little bit. Um, but <clears throat> I heard there's a little city in Ohio that loves to lose mm. f- football games. The, uh, um, Cincinnati. So I will. Oh, there's two cities in Cincinnati. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's two mm-hmm. cities in Ohio. Yeah, you always forget. So um, remind me, when was the last time Cincinnati won a playoff game? Oh, yeah. Never mind. And you don't? Um, you can't remember because... <laughs> I don't know. Marvin Lewis? Anyway. We're, we're yeah. not right. they, might, they had to have won Marvin one Lewis game. Is... I can't remember one, Marvin Lewis, but I Lewis, feel like they, ha- they had to have won at least one. That would, the odds are so bad they, they, if Marvin Lewis couldn't get a single playoff win in the Dalton era. He might be dead. I don't even know if ESPN would have told me. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> So I'm going Pitt minus three and a half against Cleveland. There's no way the Browns offense. I'm surprised how well the Browns offense did against um, Indies, but now they're traveling. That was at home. Um, they're traveling to Pittsburgh. I think this offense is, I mean, this defense is going to be way too much um, for Cleveland. I, I mean, I don't know, Sid, this is totally sucker bet, dude. But, but I mean, I mean, logically, yeah. I agree. Though, I mean, there's no way the Browns keeping as hot as they are. They've had two fairly solid wins. I mean, the Colts are a. I'm trying to find a good Colin Coward analogy here. Um, the Colts are the like. Oh God. <laughs> the Colts are the. You know the the, the kids going the, the kids going to med school out of, out of you know let's say your let's say your father, father said and you have like three kids the the Colts are the kid going to med school you know they have all the stature and everyone you know everyone likes them they seem likable but uh, you know a massive drug problem and uh, they're just gonna let, they're just gonna let you down when it matters most when it comes to you getting a degree or for example being uh, being the Browns and uh, so. I think people are overhyping the Browns over the Colts win too much anyways, so I, I completely agree. I mean, the Steelers should absolutely crush them. The line of three and a half is straight up just disrespectful to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't believe – I mean, clearly if the line's that, someone believes in the Browns suckers. Not, I guess. I could see this like, – it's, it's fun to root for. In, um, and winning – definitely winning <clears> – winning, um, more than like eight, nine games, but mm-hmm. not taking them against the Steelers. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Um, back to the, uh, I think it was the Vikings-Falcons game. I'm actually, I think I've gone actually four levels deep into this uh, new coach thing and come out the other side thinking my original thoughts that uh, having a new coach actually does matter and the Vikings are getting a lot of credit here because the Hawks just played a shit game last week. So... In my uh, first pick in this pocket's history, I'm going with the Falcons to cover, and not only cover, but win this game. I'm saying that the Falcons probably won this game by maybe four or five points. Not a huge win, but uh, still win nonetheless. 
over a pretty mediocre Vikings team. I just think you know, the whole Dan Quinn experiment, it's over. It, 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 Matt Ryan can only uh, get called old. I mean, he's gotten the old uh, comments last, a lot last, like, two, three weeks, just missing throws, just, you know, low or just not even being close. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like the Falcons here. The Vikings really aren't going to impress me. And without Dalvin Cook, I just uh, I can't see it happening. Even if Justin Edison does go off, I still don't think it matters. I hate that you built up your first pick on this pod so much to only pick the Falcons. That was really disappointing. Exactly. That's the whole um, point. Right. Everyone has been betting them the first like five weeks. Now is the exact time to get on them. Um, sticking with that theme, I my second lock oh. is going to be this is my belief in the AFC South. No one's going to run away with this division, even if the Titans are clearly the best team, maybe, right now. Um, but no one's running away with this division. Mm-hmm. And if Tennessee won, they would have way too big of an advantage. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with uh, Houston covering three and I a like half. It. I like it. And uh, Romeo Cornell also leading that team to maybe a potential win. Um so, oh. Oh. fire your coach if you're if you're a mediocre team. Please fire your coach. This is Agreed. in Tennessee, though, so that worries yeah. me a little bit about them actually winning the game. But they're allowing fans. Are they not? Are they allowing fans? Nashville seems like the exact kind of city that would allow fans. Yeah, and absolutely. The Nashville streets are definitely crowded. Oh, for I sure, for about. sure. <laughs> I, they're definitely allowing forty percent masks. I don't know what capacity. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know about looking it up either. But that's it. I like to pick a lot. And I pick for you, Sid. That should make you very happy. I think, I hate to say this because I love hating on the Bears and betting against them. Oh, my God. You're going to jinx it. I am. I, well, I'm not trying to. I, I, genuinely th- I genuinely think that the Bears have gotten so little respect despite being 4-1. and And the Panthers got too much respect that I almost have to pick them. I have no, I have no chance. I have no choice but to do it. I'm willing to buy in on Big Dick Nick against a team that has a suspect defense, an offense that is entirely predicated on just good play calling. It's, it's, it's kind of Kyle Shanahan. Eventually you can figure it out. I mean, they have solid receivers. I mean, Teddy's consistent. But I think if there was a team that was going to break down this Panthers facade of an offense we have, it's going to be Bears defense. Oh my god! Put that straight into my veins, but uh, that's setting us up for failure. Fuck you. Exactly. I'm, I'm not your hopes uh, up. I'm just saying for me personally, I'm officially on to the Bears bandwagon betting wise. I've been off them the uh, first like five weeks. I'm I'm on. I'm on. That's gonna. That's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna fuck you up pretty bad. I know. That's kind of. Um. The my last lack of lock of the week. Um. You might as well bet on this man. Also a part of the nine nine club. I don't know if you. I don't know if you have the nine nine club memorized. I think I, I, hate I, that I, I have all, probably, all six I think, of them. I, I think I do. Don, Donald Tyler Gilmore, um, Russ McCaffrey, McCaffrey, Mahomes, uh, Mahomes and uh, Michael Thomas. I almost forgot Michael Mahomes. Thomas is garb. Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, and Stephon Gilmore. Neither, all three of them do not deserve the no. I would go Stephon Gilmore. Russ. I will agree with you in two of the three. C Mac, you have to give it to. He is he is insane. 
No, I'm out on it. He's been, he's been hurt for like three weeks, and you're already like, you know what, this guy's a bum. <laughs> I don't think you can give that many people 99. You're no, no, I, I agree. I agree. Play. I agree. I think it's kind of bogus okay. that they're doing Last, this whole thing. Anyways, go on. Last dumb, pick. Dumb. It's just promotions. Mm-hmm, it's totally. Just promotions. Yeah. Um, Last lock is Patrick Mahomes of the 99 club. I think I am excited to see this Bills defense match up against him, but I could I could see this man dropping 50. Yeah, I think yeah the other the, the, you're not gonna get to bad games with the Chiefs. I totally agree, and that Raiders also is tough. Yeah, I think uh, last line I saw was four four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it opened at minus three actually. Um, so obviously people are hammering that for it to have moved. Um, Jesus. I mean, they both, so, they both, they both kind of I, bad I would, losses. So I, I guess I understand that, but you, I mean, you can't bet against Super Bowl champs. Just, I mean, I would go with four. I would, I would take four, four and a half. Yeah, I mean, that. you can give me, you can uh, probably give me five, five win. and a half. I'd probably take the Chiefs in this one. They, it's, there's, it's, it's, the it's, it's, the it's an improving game. Yeah, the Chiefs are, if they're, if you think they're going to win a game, they're not winning by one point. Exactly. They drop <laughs> tutties. If they're winning a game, they're going to win by a lot. Well, there's. So fucking take the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Just trust. Just trust them. Just trust them. I, I know everyone loves the Bills, and so do I. But you just gotta trust Super Bowl champs to. to uh, yeah. If, if you're talking about great teams covering, <laughs> the Chiefs are a fucking great team to cover. Oh, man. Shut your little mouth. Sit there. Watch Andy <laughs> Reid with his face shield with mm-hmm, a burger in his mm-hmm. mouth. Call jet sweeps all night and somehow drop fifty points. Exactly, while having some velvet, some leftover velveta cheese from his uh, his mid morning meal, just in his mustache the whole time too. Mm-hmm. It's like a milk stash for that, mac and cheese. That, yeah, mm-hmm. it's getting moldy while throughout the cold that. game too. So keep that in mind while you're betting on the Chiefs. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. All right, so I think Kansas, a little... Kansas City jerks off so hard to that. <laughs> you would know. Um, but anyways, yeah. my final pick. And by the way, I'm probably betting like five units on each of these games. This is pretty. This is pretty significant bets all 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 the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with in the battle of the, battle of the birds. I'm going with the Ravens to cover the full minus eight against an Eagles team that oh. is low key surging. This is this is a sharp pick right here. This is a this is like when everyone's completely on the Eagles. Like you know what, they're fun. They're they're being healthier as time goes on. Don't worry. This week they're still very hurt. (laughs) There are very few significant players I know of that are actually coming back to the Eagles this week. And Lamar has gotten too much shit to just keep taking it and play out a bad game. I think this this is the game where they they have to find their friends' identity. Otherwise, the rest of the year could be in, in. you know, they could actually be in deep shit if they don't figure it out this week. I mean, you're holding them to a high standard. No, of course. They they're still going to win. It is. It is. They're bets because they're they're a great team. They're very well coached. Lots of talents. You know, all the high standard because I, you know, because I, because they should be doing better than they are. Hundred percent. I mean, when I say when I say I think they're you know like not as good as they should be or that they're kind of regressing as my regression pick. It's only from where they were before as like a twelve and four, thirteen three team. You know. Very, very good. It's just hard to run this yeah, exact game their offense think, every I single year and still think you can outsmart other NFL coaches doing the same thing. That's the problem. I think this is a. I think this could be a gotcha game with uh, with the Battle of the Birds, man. You want to stay out of this type of shit? Yeah, I agree. It's a very risky line. <laughs> like anytime you get like the Eagles, actually aren't the. They're not. 
I mean, it's all, I mean, it's so tough because it's all injuries and Wentz has been kind of so up and down. It's so hard to gauge. And so is Lamar. I mean, this is a very, like, Vegas is really testing, you know, your balls on this one. <laughs> Giving a plus eight or minus eight, whatever side you're betting on. Um, but yeah, I think this is, this is my, actually my monster, monster favorite of the week bets. I mean, and what's yeah. funny is the second they biggest, right the second biggest favorite is the Dolphins. <laughs> The Dolphins and the Colts are the second biggest favorites. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Eagle, the Ravens and the Colts are tied. Happen. The Dolphins are the biggest favorite by far at nine and a half. So that means we're actually having a pretty good what week. A time to be alive. I know, it's weird. I never thought this would ever happen. <laughs> it's uh, magic. But this will be good. Uh, now with the now with the little minor league um NBA games gone, this will give us more time to review our NFL picks from the previous week. Exactly. Should we should we keep, should we, should we, uh, keep track of this? Should we have like a uh, running total? Yeah. I'm gonna, we gotta have to. We'll have to we'll have to figure out a a, 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 a payments slash punishments as uh, time goes on. It, this means something besides our own money. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, fig- we'll, fig- we'll figure it out. It might have yeah. to come down to a, a Puerto Rico yeah. uh, compensation at some point. We'll figure it out. If, if lo- losing money wasn't enough. Here, take yeah, this. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's a favor along with that. Well, man, I'm telling you, as it turns out, this is gonna be a very. I'm feeling this is gonna be a very weird NFL Sunday. Things have been a little too outside outside of the Dak injury. Uh, been pretty chalky. Nothing quite that strange. But uh, besides the Chiefs lost this week too. But um, I think we're we won this week. I'm looking forward to it. Any final thoughts before we head off? All right, let's see how these things turn out. Excited to see how these how these picks go. <laughs> I'm predicting a uh, one and two record from both of us this week. And I also expect you to send me your uh, Bovada or, or actually no, you're you're actually in, in legal states. What are you betting with, Sid? DraftKings, brother. Wow, is that uh, is that a ploy for a sponsorship, or do you just uh, just love just, I, just love DraftKings? Yeah, fuck, I totally should not have said that. That's fucked up. <laughs> Classic setup. Classic setup. Cut that out. Leave Billy out of this. Cut that out. <laughs> I as I was as I was saying that I realized it was a trap. The highlights they get to you. <laughs> Fuck, that was another sponsorship trap. Yeah, exactly. I actually am. I, actually, this is this is not a begging thing, but kind of. Actually, you know, it totally is. Uh, I actually am begging for Cook's Champagne to sponsor us. I mean, it's a brand everyone knows, but I've never seen a single sponsor sponsorship for it or mention of their brand anywhere else. I think we're the exact market for for uh, for Cook Champagne. Also, I may have said Brooks before. I, I meant Cooks. If I did, if I said Brooks, being sponsored by Champagne is a hype move. It is. Be, no matter no matter how uh, affordable it is, I'm trying to say nice words for for Cooks. So they sponsor us. Um, yeah. <laughs> the quality. Yeah, the it's it's, it's quality because it has. A quality. I'm not saying what that quality is, but it has a quality. You, I'm not, I'm not one to say what quality is, but it has a quality. Love to see that. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, not really. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this has been episode six of Box Seats. Uh, return next week to see us both go three and zero and be thousands of dollars richer. Uh, good Lakers, Bears, guaranteed win, outright, five and one. 
we, second place in the NFC. All the Packers are going down, down this week. It's happening. Hawks and Bears for second in the NFC. You heard it first. All right. Daisy men, God bless, yeah, okay. and enjoy your high lives. Peace.